Hey everyone, you know Brennan and Eric take football very seriously, but there's something we should be taking even more seriously, and that is your mental health. Some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that could be not be further from the truth. With BetterHelp, you have access to over 20,000 licensed therapists. It's not crisis line, it's not self-help, it's professional therapy done securely online. One of the biggest advantages of BetterHelp is how quickly you can start talking to a licensed professional. If you have looked for a therapist in the area, you can you know it's, it can even take weeks or even months just to find someone that you're comfortable talking to. With BetterHelp, it can take as little as 48 hours and it is easy to change therapists if needed. You deserve to prioritize your mental health this year, so get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash podcast. And we want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. And welcome back to another episode of the Double Doing Podcast. My name is Brendan D. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, Hit that subscribe button. It would be greatly appreciated. You can also rate the podcast and review the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. It would also be greatly appreciated. Today is our NFC East offseason outlook series. My favorite division in football. I think I said that about the NFC South, but this is actual favorite. You know what? I like myself in NFC South. This is a tide for favorite. I don't know where I'm going with this. Take over. Not (laughs) biased at all. No bias. Yeah. There's a team in this division I do like, apparently. This is the division I expect you to know the most about. I guess that's your Twitter timeline must consist of these four teams. I think you're expecting way too much of me. <laughs> you I don't, think expectations are already too high. You don't know the New York Giants inside and out? Uh, I don't know. The Daniel Jones contract I don't really like. I guess we're going we're gonna to Julian loves that. a free agent. I don't know if, how much more I know about the New York Giants, but let's dive into it. Build off Eagles start? Yeah, let's start with your birds. Okay, Eagles. Huge offseason for this team. A lot of free agents hitting the open market. I'll start with you. What do you think? I guess the Jalen Hurts conversation, let's let's start with that, actually. Eagles are going to extend Jalen Hurts at some point. Do you believe it is the right call? You're 100% confident an extension will happen before he takes a snap in September? Like, I would bet my left pinky on it. All right, good. Like I, that's one hundred percent the right move. I hope he gets an extension. I would do it. I mean, if you're asking me, would I sign Jalen Hurts to an extension? Like one hundred percent, absolutely. I don't know what more he could have proven done to prove that last season. They lost the Super Bowl, but you had that tweet where Jalen Hurts was the best player on the field. I agree with that. Like I think he, I still think he was. He balled out. He's an absolute leader. That's what I'm most jealous of when I think of Jalen Hurts and Eagles fans when you have this guy at quarterback, just how he is able to lead men and get players to buy in. I think that's invaluable. And you want that guy in your building, I would make I would pay him to be an Eagle for as long as he wants. A contract extension is one hundred percent coming up and you are hundred percent right on everything you just said. His best intangibles is his leadership. And my favorite intangible about him, which I think gets under talked well, not, I guess I don't know if it gets under talked about, but his ability to get better. And I think you could see more progress. Like Jalen Hurts is already a top five quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion, after last season. He's the sky's the limit for this kid, and the ceiling is so, so high on him. Like he's only 25 years old, I believe, right now. Like he you you could see even him being potentially if Patrick Holmes was in the league, the best quarterback in the NFL. He's got such a high upside, such a high ceiling. And the one thing I will say is they are going to be heavily more, they're going to be heavily relying on him to get better. Like if they're going to pay him this big money in this contract, they need him to continue to succeed and get better because 
last year's roster is probably the best pound-for-pound roster he might see over that six-year period. I'm not saying that's 100% fact, but that's most likely the outcome. But I still, I one of my biggest takes on the Eagles going into the next season is I think this offense has a higher upside than it did last year because of continuity. They're bringing back nine starters on the offensive side of the ball. And, well, I, I'm pretty sure Jason Kelsey's coming back. Um, so Isaac Samalu would be the only starter that's probably not coming back. Well, he's definitely not coming back. And then Quez Watkins, what they do with wide receiver three position, and Miles Sanders. So those are the only dudes that you're seeing potentially leave the offense. So you have continuity there. Adrian Brown's still young. Devonta Smith's like, ceiling is still sky high. I think this offense, after one more season, could even get better. And with Brian Johnson coming in as offense coordinator, who knows Jalen Hurts so well, I truly believe this has like, a chance to be the best offense in the NFL next year. Yeah, I'm with you there. The continuity thing is huge. Only losing really one offensive starter. Yeah, like I wouldn't even put Sanders as a starter. I guess you could, but like I don't I wouldn't see I don't think there's your plug and replace. Yeah, exactly. Like I think Isaac Samalo is the one big starter you're going to lose. Great player, but I do think he's replaceable. Yeah, and well, they have the tenth overall pick. We're are we assuming that's gonna be used on defense, probably. If you had to guess right now, I would guess defense. I would also guess that they're not picking at ten. Um, Howie Rosen oh, okay. never Howie Rosen wheels and deals at the draft like he's traded back and then up like both I think he did it in 2021 yeah. this team or, still has like they have two first round picks a second round pick a third round pick like they have resources yeah the other thing is too so when it comes to the resources which I think is going to be very interesting for this offseason for the Eagles the Eagles are going to get four I guess well let's let's do the the free agents for the Eagles. Like Isaac Samuel is gonna hit the open market, Chauncey Gardner Johnson's hit the open market, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Marcus Epps, James Bradbury, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey. Are the big ones I'm am I missing? TJ Edwards, Kaiser White. Holy fuck. I just did this on my Eagles podcast too. It was it's depressing going through all the potential free agents. All of them, in my opinion, are eventually replaceable. But all those guys are compensatory picks coming back in 2024. So they right. can they can get four draft picks in total back between the third and fourth round with James Bradbury, CJ Garner Johnson, Javon Hargrave, and I don't know, and Isaac Samalu. I think there's a possibility that Garner Johnson and or Javon Hargrave could be back. So make that three. One of those mm-hmm. two I still think has a shot of coming back. But Isaac Samalu, uh Isaac Samalu, James Bradbury are definitely gone. So that, that ammo that they have in 2024, those draft picks. I think can be used on a trade in the draft to go up and get someone or a trade to a veteran. I would definitely keep an eye on. They have ammo and like, and they have the Saints second round pick in 2024. Yeah. yeah like, so they, they have like, they're on pace up like 13 draft picks in, in 2024. So I think that ammo is going to be used this year. Yeah. I mean, there's just over the cap as well at 4 million. Mm-hmm. Um, do they have any cut candidates to clear up some caps? I don't think any cuts potentially are coming, but I do think restructures are coming. They can restructure Darius Slate's contract to save twelve point six million, and Lane Johnson's contract to save about ten point five million. I would pay. I would bank on those two coming. The thing is with the Darius Slate one, if you do restructure him to do that, you're be- you need him for twenty twenty four. So you're expecting two more years out of Darius Slate. Darius Slate's thirty two years old right now, like. I, I think it's the right move to restructure him, and I still still think Darius Slay is a good player, but is the yeah. drop-off coming off at some point? So Right, that's actually a good point, and that just locked into me that I picked 10. They're going to take a cornerback. But I think that's the majority of the mocks I've seen they have. They have not taken a cornerback in the first round since 2002. It's not what? something this organization does. Wow. So I, But it's not like for lack of trying. Like I think if J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertan were there for them at that 10 pick, 
they would have taken them maybe over Devonta Smith. Like, I don't think they're like, that's their mindset. Like they do value cornerback. It's a team priority, but yeah, like it's getting, it depends on what they do in free agency. So there's a couple guys I do think that they're going to like in free agency. One of them is Byron Murphy from Arizona, who's 25 years old, really up and coming young cornerback. Can't believe the Cardinals are going to let him go. Like, so there is a dude that I think they could pay. But if the, the Eagles went into last year's draft without a starting cornerback, James Bradbury felt him in June. So I think there's a very there's a scenario here where they could do the same thing where they just wait it out and see what happens. But yeah, yeah, I, I this team is in such a good spot, I and agree. I think that their window really for next year. I think that this team can be just as good, if not better, next season. It's the year after that is when I think the cap crunch will come. Jalen Hurts true quarterback money will be on the books but for next year i think the i know these are astronomical expectations but i think the goal should be super bowl again 100 like, percent. with jalen hurts a quarterback they every like as long as jalen hurts is leading this team right they'd be but the next play. year will be their best chance with him on a yeah. rookie deal i i think there's a very likely scenario that they don't finish like 13 and 4 like they did last year but they could be 11 and 5 and or 11 and 6 or whatever and still be just as good like exactly. a lot of yeah. stuff went their way last year. Injury luck went their way. Like one, the one thing that's really worrying me about this team for next year is Darius Slay and James Bradbury started 17 games each at cornerback. Like that doesn't happen very often. True. So if their offensive line was Plus playoffs. They play yeah, exactly. Games. So that like that's something's got to give there. That's probably not going to happen next year. So they're going to need more secondary depth. Like injury luck is probably going to turn at some point. But like that's what every NFL team goes. The O line stayed relatively it, healthy yes. most of the year too. Yeah, the, the the thing with the O line, they do such a good job of keeping them healthy with just the way they play. Like they don't really just have pass. They don't really do drop back passing a ton. Like so, that's a good way to kind of keep your guys healthy. They get them on the move a lot, so they're very kind of uh, I guess cognizant of that. Um, uh, why are you so incredibly confident Jason Kelsey's coming back? I just don't see him. You think retiring. he would have retired I think, by now? I think we would have heard if he were retired by now. I think the the wait is they're trying to figure out a contract for him. He was the best. He was the first team all pro. Yeah. Like, I why know. would you hang it up? And you have a chance, like like you just said, they have a good shot of winning the Super Bowl again. Like, there's no. I think one more year. And I believe, like I, the way he was speaking to the media, the way he was kind of uh, like holding himself and dealing with the media and, and podcasts and whatnot, it just sounded like a guy that wasn't going to retire. Like I would be, I I would be like very shocked if he retires. Okay. If he does retire, they have Cam Jurgens who they drafted in the second round last year as a Jason Kelsey replacement, who has a very good chance of replacing Isaac Samuel at right guard. So like they have a they have a a a plan in place to replace him. But I I just I just don't see him retiring. Could he maybe? But just not from what I've seen. And I I firmly believe he wants to come back and win. Like he's probably a sour taste in his mouth. He just lost to his brother in the Super Bowl. Like yeah, that probably sucked for him, right? Like he probably wants a little bit of revenge there. Yeah, Kelsey was chirping him on Saturday, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Eh? Did you or, think sorry, he, Travis? Did, did you think he was like holding in his laugh, or do you think Jason was actually pissed? It was hard to tell. I don't know. Yeah. I it's Saturday Night Live. Like yeah, that's such a big stage for Travis. I'm sure Jason was just yeah. giving him, trying to help him out. I guess. So the Eagles, both they have new coordinators as well. Sean Desai is the defensive coordinator and Brian Johnson, like I said, offensive coordinator. It's hard to kind of say how good this defense could be because I don't know who's going to play defense. Like there, there's going to be a whole new defense. Hargrave uh, would be a big time loss. Agreed. I agreed with your take that Hargrave should be a priority re-sign. Like, I think I, they're going to try. Like that's where I think they're prioritizing Javon Hargrave over CJ Garner-Johnson. 
Right. Yeah. And I kind of agree with that. Like, I do too. Like I, I think the interior pass rush is more important than safety. Yeah. And yeah, a hell of a year, man. He was like, so good. Yeah. But he's also 30. True. And he's going to be getting 20, like his on spot rack is active. Uh, his uh, market value is $20.1 million. That's too expensive for the Eagles. I think if they could come to some sort of agreement on like a 14 to $16 million range, I think they could bite. But like the Chicago Bears are like, the, I think he's a Chicago Bear. I, I think they're the Bears need to pay players. They need like, and like we said, I know we're talking with the Bears now, but the first move that uh, Ryan Poles did last year was try to sign Larry Young Joby. That was the first thing he did. So mm-hmm. he clearly he values interior pass rush. To me, he seems like such a Chicago Bear, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I guess. I do you wish that the draft was before or after free agency? Oh, because, after I like it's set up yeah. perfectly. I think well, there's too much because if the Bears get Jalen Carter, then they don't wouldn't draft they wouldn't sign Javon. I, I don't think they. I don't think that's maybe in their plans. Like I think they're drafting whoever's the best player available. I don't think Javon Hargrave. They need what, they yeah. need three defensive tackles, not one. Yeah, good point. <laughs> they need a whole new defensive line. Oh, I, I think the NFL, the problem is with this year with me is like I didn't get enough time to like go through free agency and stuff because I was following the Eagles right up until the Super Bowl. So like to me, this year just felt like there wasn't enough time between the Super Bowl and free agency, which I think they're poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you're right. Uh, that sounded like a douchebag comment. Um, but like I feel like free agency, it could have started like last week of March instead of the, sec- the second week of March, if that makes sense. But I'm, I love the I'm way, ready for it. I, I love the way the NFL uh, offseason set up. Um, yeah, the defense is really hard to predict. I don't know how this team is going to look. There's no cap casualties, like I said, coming. I already said the trades. Like We've kind of already touched on everything. They're, the whole defense is going to be different. Hargrave, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, they're going to need two new linebackers. Um, Brandon Graham is good, probably coming back. I think they're going to have a new cornerback. Was it the Cleveland Browns are yeah, looking at Brandon Graham? There's no – I would be sh- shocked if, Brand, if Graham leaves. He wants to be back. He said after the Super Bowl and, quote, unquote, let's run it back. Um, he's an eagle for life, in my opinion. Jim Schwartz is the defensive yeah. coordinator of the Browns. That's probably why the interest is there. Right. I could see him being a Fletcher Cox team. Well, Fletcher Cox could go to the Browns. You definitely see that. But like, it's hard to tell. Like said this, saying this again, it just I don't know how to predict his defense. I haven't done enough research on Sean Desai and how he kind of does things. And there's just so much kind of left to uh, left to go for how the defense is going to look. But I'm I'm really curious to see how he does it, man. How he has a lot of tough decisions to make. Like I would not want his job right now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing those Jalen Hurts numbers. Yeah, I know, Sam. I can't wait for that contract. We'll be talking about that, I'm sure. Okay, let's go on to the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are currently $16 million over the cap. I I feel like I shouldn't have started negative with them. Is that a bias? Should I get? Is that a bonk for me? No, bonk is when you're horny. I'm definitely not horny (laughs) over the Cowboys. Yeah. Okay, what are you thinking about the Cowboys? I'll pass it off to you. Dallas Cowboys. I guess you have to start the conversation with Dak Prescott. That's what I have here. They need to extend him. Oh, they do. I didn't even know that. I was just more speaking in terms of this is the second year in a row where the season kind of ends questioning Dak. Mm -hmm. I feel like Dak too many times gets thrown in the same bucket as Kirk Cousins. And for me, there's a wide, wide gap. Oh, hell yeah. Dak- I'm way lower on Kirk Cousins than I am <laughs> Dak Prescott. I hope so. Those comparisons happen way too often to me. But I do think Dak is 
a tier below those elite guys. And I do think that I don't know if the Cowboys will get over the hump with him as their quarterback, personally. It's just the way their roster is built. Like, they have too much money spent on high-priced guys that they Dak can't get them over the hump and get this team to the finish line. I think they need more around them, but they can't afford it. That's why they need to extend him. And... Yeah. Dak Prescott is cap hit for this year is scheduled at $49.1 million. That's what that I can't mean. happen. Yeah. And he's a free agent after 2024 season. Usually you don't let your franchise quarterback play his last year of his contract out. Like that rarely happens in the NFL. So this that means that they're probably going to extend him this offseason. They've already, Jerry Jones has already said they want to, which I think is the right move. I am look, hate the Dallas Cowboys with all my passion, but I am a big Dak Prescott guy. I think he's a very good quarterback. I think he gets underrated. Might be because I've watched him just torch the Eagles for so long. He's been like, he loves playing the Eagles, but he's a really good quarterback. You can win with him, in my opinion. But at $49.13 million, I think something's got to give there. So the way to do that is you extend him, push money to future years, which I'm assuming they're going to do. I, I think they can win with Dak. I, I, I truly believe that. I, I think Dak Prescott's an underrated quarterback, but he's getting to the age of, he's 30 years old now. Like you said, they have not made it past the divisional playoff round. Since 1996, I think the Cowboys like it's been so long. Like uh, Cowboys fans are getting antsy. Like I don't know how many swings and misses that Dak Prescott has in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, last year they lost to San Francisco. It was it was disappointing. They, they, that that offense was unwatchable almost that entire game. The Cowboys. Yeah, they got absolutely smothered by the 49ers, and it looked like it looked like men versus boys and. I do. I, that's how I just feel about the Cowboys. Is I feel like they're they're just a B team. They're not an A team that's gonna get to the next level. I look around. I just I see holes. They do have draft picks this year. That is something that I will say. They have one, two, three, four. They have nine picks this draft. How many are in the top one hundred? Three. Okay, that's normal. They have their first, second, third. Okay. Yeah, but I. I guess if they hit on some draft picks, maybe, but I just, I don't, I feel like their defense is Micah Parsons making a play and that's it. You saw when he got banged up down the stretch, this defense became human again and they were, their secondary got exposed. I said at the beginning of the year, I really didn't like their secondary. That was something we disagreed on. Mm-hmm. And I think they're, they were first in pressure rate. So it made their secondary look a lot better than what they were. And once they lost Parsons or he was banged up down the stretch, that pressure rate dropped and their secondary got really exposed down the stretch. Look for them to use these draft. I think an early draft pick on a cornerback. Cause I like, we both agree. Tron Diggs is the most overrated player. Yes. Maybe in football. It drives me nuts how much you see him on Instagram and people, <laughs> hyping, people hyping him up. Like, He's not it's a like, Trayvon Diggs guy. Eh? No, well, like, Trayvon Diggs catches strays. He was an All Pro two years ago, and he gave up over sixteen hundred receiving yeah. yards. That like that infuriated me. But what's your take on the Cowboys? You like they went twelve and five this year. I expect them to kind of come down a bit. I think they're a playoff team in in the NFC. Like I think they're a contender. I, I if I was an Eagles fan, I'd be scared. They beat the Eagles last year, but it was Gardner Minshew was starting quarterback. But when the Eagles beat the Cowboys, Cooper Rush was the starting quarterback. So I think you can say it both ways. One of my biggest kind of takeaways from the Dallas Cowboys season last year is just how much a lack of production they got from anyone outside of CD Lamb and Tony Pollard. 
Those are the only two guys that did anything. Tony Pollard averaged 5.2 yards a carry, had 1,000 yards rushing. CeeDee Lamb had 1,359 receiving yards last year and 107 catches. Back to the running backs, Ezekiel Elliott, 3.8 yards a carry. He's due $16 million next year. That can't happen. They're going to cut him or release him. And then, so like Tony Pollard's also coming off a broken foot. How much better can he be? Can he recover from that? I think he'll be fine, but they're going to need production from outside of those two guys. They franchise Pollard, right? Yeah, they franchise tag him. So that's $10 that million. Right I'm assuming, yeah, 100%. You don't let him hit the, hit the open market. I'm assuming they're probably going to want to work out some sort of long-term extension with him. $10 million it's is a dangerous. lot of a lot of money, though, for $10 million for running back. Like oh, years. right. If they work out a long-term deal, yeah, that can go down. cancels the, the, the tag. Right, yeah. right, right. So, like, the biggest issue with this team was outside, like, the people under C.D. Lamb. Like, Michael Gallup, um, for instance, last year had 424 receiving yards, 39 catches. He had 74 targets and only 39 catches. Like, that's, that's not reliable. You can't do that. Michael Gallup is scheduled to have a $13 million cap hit next year. Like you, if you're going to pay a guy $13 million, you need more production out of that. Yeah. Dalton Schultz was franchise take last year. He made over $10 million. He only had 577 catches. He had 89 targets, <laughs> only 57 catches. That can't happen. Like they never didn't get any production out of the dude. He's a free agent. He's a right? free agent now. Yeah. Yeah. But he shouldn't have been tagged in the first place. Like they put money in Ezekiel Elliott, Dalton Schultz, and Michael Gallup and didn't get production out of that. Like those guys made over $35 million combined last year and they didn't get any production. That's. Follow the money. Wherever you go to a team, where are they paying them? Are those guys that are you're paying making money or making plays? And the on the Cowboys side of things, on the offensive side of the ball, it just didn't happen. Oh, that's a good point. I definitely do think Schultz would be a loss. Yeah, I think yes. I think he is a talented player. You seem like a good red zone guy. How many yeah. touchdowns did he have? He had five. He had a couple in the in the playoffs, right? Yeah, maybe yeah. I'm just recency bias thinking and you, that. And you like seeing tight end score touchdowns. It's more appealing to the eyes. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big tight end touchdown guy. It's true. It's true. I don't know if he's going to be a loss, per se, I guess. But, like, if I'm them, I'm taking a swing on a wide receiver in the top two rounds of the draft. Like, get CeeDee Lamb someone to work yeah. with. T.Y. Hilton was catching balls for this <laughs> yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, the whole Odell Beckham Jr. saga, right? Like, I actually think there's a realistic shot that he ends up in Dallas again. Oh, he's, still, he's, he's still, still free, free agent. agent. He's probably the best wide receiver free agent on the market still. Wow, because he like getting, he's got to be healthy now. Or yeah. is that why he didn't get? That's signed why last he year? said he didn't. He wanted to wait till free agency so he could be healthy. So he's. Def, I think it's pretty clear he's the best free agent on the market for wide receiver. So, like they need to they need to get help there. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they need a new secondary. Donovan Wilson's a free agent. Um, they need so they're going to need a new starting safety, and they're going to uh, they're going to need someone across from Trayvon Diggs. I agree there. So, I I don't think this seems far off. Like if they can, if the problem, the thing is, is they're run by Jerry Jones, who's losing his marbles. Yeah, like he's he's getting yeah. older as the years go by, and like this isn't just me saying it as a Cowboys hater. Cowboys fans are sick of him. They don't want him running this the shit of the show anymore. Yeah, I also just uh, there's just so much media attention on the team, like, and I. Like we're Leafs fans, I could say the same thing about the Leafs. They, like, are, the, the they media, are the Leafs of the NHL. The media yeah. just makes it so much harder. You have more to overcome. All that attention does is make it harder to win. I think. And in baseball, you had the New York Yankees that overcame it because that was the, because there was no salary cap. They just spent more money than everyone. That's how they overcame it. Like, the Leafs and the Cowboys are in the same bucket. They have sucked for a long time. <laughs> At least the Cowboys fans have pl- 
playoff wins. We have none, but we it's can, been twenty. It's least. been twenty plus years for both franchises. The Cowboys haven't made the divisional or the the conference championship since they won a Super Bowl. That yeah, was over twenty years ago. That's like twenty seven years. The ago, three man. teams that have not made a conference championship in the two thousand eras are the Dallas Cowboys, the Detroit Lions, and the Washington Football Team. That's that's the, manners, the that's God. that's the list they're in. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's their company. So, yeah, it's been bad. Maybe yeah. that's part of the reason I'm low on them. I just don't. I can't get the vision. I can't l- think of this team winning. Like I don't <laughs> think of Dak Prescott. Get your VCR out, man. Those VCR tapes of it. You yeah, get that out. Plug it back in. I just close my eyes and I cannot picture Dak Prescott Prescott lifting the Lombardi Trophy with <laughs> confetti coming down. I, I like again. They they've got Michael Parsons. They've got Ceedee Lamb. Like they have high end talent. They just they need to do a better job of filling the holes around it and. Again, like I said, they spent so much money on players who didn't do anything last year. Um, the one other thing, too, as I guess we have to say before we go uh, move on to the Giants, is Mike McCarthy's calling plays this year, bud. Ooh, I think it's an wow. under-talked about. Uh, Mike McCarthy's not the best in-game manager before he wasn't the play caller. Now he's got to deal with calling plays and timeout situations yeah. and clocky management. What are the odds of Mike McCarthy still the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys after 2023? Right? Whoa. I was so confident this time a year ago that Sean Payton would yeah. be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I think we said it on this podcast. So we guaranteed it. It's the only thing we've ever gotten wrong. Yeah, that obviously did not happen. But basically since Mike McCarthy got to Dallas, people have been making fun of him and all he's done is he's made win. the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like they but haven't like, but now done he has, anything in the playoffs, but he's made the playoffs. But now he has to call plays, right? Like yeah. now he's got to focus – and now he's got to do the play calling and the in-game management stuff. So there's a lot more on McCarthy's plate. And he was not a good play caller at, at the end of his tenure in Green Bay. So I don't know. Like, I think it's kind of an underrated storyline going this year for Dallas is how. Because I think Kellen Moore's a good offensive coordinator. Like, I, I don't think he called a good game against San Francisco. But Dallas still had, like, top 10 DVOA offenses with Kellen Moore running the show. Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah. Kellen Moore will be a loss. Yeah. So, and who did they hire? Did they hire anyone as offensive coordinator? Uh, Brian Schottenheimer, who's oh so overrated. Oh, that's going to be run he, heavy. Uh, yeah. Him and Mike McCarthy, get like, ready for first down runs. <laughs> like that's the drop off in my yeah. opinion. So I, I don't don't like that hire for Dallas, but I, I'm uh, I'm really curious to see kind of how like Mike McCarthy's got to call plays and deal with time of situations. Like, like I don't think that guy can handle it. And so yeah. anyways, you still, still got Dan Quinn there to lean on. Yeah, though. that's true. All right, New York Giants. Let's talk to Daniel Jones' contract. I know you're a huge Daniel Jones fan and you love the contract. I am a Daniel Jones guy. Uh, what? Are you? I am. I think that there's I was upside being with I think there's upside with Daniel Jones. Uh, what the fuck are we doing, Warnsey? If you're telling me would you rather have Kyler Murray at 46 million or Daniel Jones at 40 million? Are we I'm are both healthy? Daniel are Jones. both healthy? Yes. I'm taking Kyler Murray. Not even it's like I wouldn't even blink. All right. Well when if, when are you a Daniel ten, Jones guy? When did this happen? When did you become a Daniel Jones guy? You made me some money last year. <laughs> I was a Giants guy. <laughs> it's all back to the fucking sports books with you, isn't it? It is. And I think Daniel Jones last year had an underrated season. Do oh. you admit that? Uh, no, not underrated. The contract doesn't say it. He got paid. He's not underrated anymore. Yeah, but last season, he had an underrated season. He was literally throwing to plumbers. Yeah, the the team around him is bad. That's my biggest take with the Daniel Jones contract is how do you fit a team around him now? 
because he I don't have my hands on the actual deal of Daniel Jones yet. Like the spot rack or over the cap doesn't have it. The way it looks is it's basically like a two year contract of 40 million, 42 million per season, mm-hmm. which is like I, I think that's too much. I would like rather not, have that than Gino for thirty a year for the next two, I and or so Derek Carr disagree. for the Derek so Carr at thirty for the next two years. I think Daniel Jones has upside. Those guys don't. I've seen a lot of Daniel Jones football in my as an Eagles fan. Right, I, the Eagles and kill then, him. Like he, Daniel Daniel Jones led Giants team is not winning this division with Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott as quarterback. I will I will bet my right foot on it. You can okay. you can have my right foot if the Giants win the division over the next two years with Daniel Jones. I will give you my ankle. Till yeah. you eat a sock, I will. I will eat a sock on Instagram Live while I saw yeah. off my right foot. It's not ha- unless Dak or or Hurts get injured. Hurts gets hurt. Pun intended. Uh, no pun intended. I don't see the like. They they only have sixteen. They only have eighteen point four million dollars in cap space right now. Kenny Galladay's gone. They. That he was a bad signing, anyways, but they don't have any free agents. Um, That's my can, point. Is look at the look at what Daniel Jones did last year, getting to a playoffs, winning a playoff game with Richie James as okay, his number one. So give me the pathway to make a better team, then. So you so how so they let Daniel Jones walk? How are they a better team? I this okay when, they, when Joe Shane and Brian Dable were hired. As head coach and general manager, they did not expect to be in this position. Daniel Jones playing the way he did, in my opinion, was the one of the worst things that could have happened to this franchise. That, that might be a spicy in- take, but they they didn't fra- they didn't place the fifth year option on Daniel Jones, right? That's what they thought of him when they thought of him last year. That you are not worth sticking around for one more season. You are a stopgap until we get the next guy with Brian Dable. Daniel Jones played themselves with that playoff win against the Minnesota Vikings, which was the one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. He played well against them. Got to give him credit. He played well in that game. But then the next game against the Philadelphia Eagles, he was destroyed. The Giants offense was awful. And what is, like, I don't, who are you going to sign a free agency that's going to help us out? Jacoby Myers? Odell Beckham Jr. coming back through the door? Who are you getting a tight end? Can you find a tight end potentially maybe? If they, like, unless they make a big trade for a, a, some weapons on offense, this isn't going to work. Daniel Jones needs help, and I don't see a pathway to get help. Yeah, I'm assuming they're going to do something this offseason to help him. They have they to. Have to. Yeah. Daniel Jones was 12th in EPA per play last yeah, season. Yeah, he was efficient. But he he also had a very uh, – he had 6 Sorry, points. 11. He had 6.7 or something yards per attempt, which was like dead last of all the top 15 quarterbacks. He, the Giants' offense was – he basically – you know game manager? We use that. We throw that term around a lot. He was a game manager. He because was the best they, game manager. They did not have someone on okay, the roster. Okay, so tell me how they're going to get better. Like, by, how, like who, are they, who are they getting? What are they going to do? They're, they don't have much cap space. They're, they're still ripping off the Dave Gettleman stink. Yes, well, dude, whoever they bring in, whoever it is, it will be an upgrade because they were throwing – the plumbers. <laughs> okay, you're telling like, me whoever they bring in will not be an are upgrade they over get Kenny Are Gallaudet. they going to get an AJ Brown or CeeDee Lamb? Like potentially better than those receivers in the division? Like they, I don't. This is not the pathway the Giants were supposed to go on two Let's years ago. Let's bet if whoever they bring in has better numbers than Kenny Galladay. Okay, but it's still not like this is. They're in mediocrity land with Daniel Jones. I I am low on Daniel Jones as a quarterback. Like very low on him. I, I think this was a mistake. I don't agree with the the pathway that this team is going right now, and I feel like they were cornered into doing it. 
because they had they they had really no choice. This is not the, the the route that they wanted to go on when the season started last year. This was supposed to be a whole tear it down rebuild, and they outplayed that, and now they're forced to signing these guys. Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones are going to cost them over fifty million dollars against the cap. Mm-hmm. Well, they were their whole offense. Yeah, but that's not good enough. Yes, but if Daniel Jones next season plays again at the tenth or the eleventh efficiency rating, they'll make the playoffs. I guess, but they're in a tough. Like he's the third best quarterback in the division. Yes, I just, I just don't like the four, the 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 guaranteed money that they gave him. I just, I'm not a Daniel Jones guy. He's, I, I just stop I'm not. thinking about the numbers so much because he's overpaid. Obviously, guess what? Ninety percent of quarterbacks in the NFL, if you're unless your name is. Patrick Mahomes, and you're and you're on a rookie deal. You're overpaid if you're a quarterback. Every single one of their contract is way too much money. So next, so how the contract is scheduled? Right, Spotrac actually has it up. So he only has a 19 million dollar cap hit in 2023, which isn't bad at all. So they can put some piece around him. But 2024, it's a 45 million dollar cap hit. 2025, it is a 39.5 million dollar cap hit. This better work. Like they need, they need, they're banking on projection. Like you said, you th- you think he has upside. He better prove it, or else that money in 2024 and 2025 is going to come back and bite them. Mm, I just have a ton of draft. I just think if I was a Giants fan, I would have preferred the pathway of them finding a new quarterback this year, like a tank mode almost. I feel like that playoff win against the Vikings is just going to stick in these people's brains and think that that was the soup that was the Super Bowl, and that will I I would bank on that will be the. I think it's a more likely outcome that that was their only playoff win with Daniel Jones over the next three years. I think it's a very likely. Wow. I am buying the Brian Dable culture. I am drinking his Kool-Aid. I think that that was a home run head coach hiring last year. That team played so far above their heads. They were 9-7-1 last year. That team had no business winning nine football games, but they did. Mm -hmm. I believe in the culture that he established last year. And I do think this team is going to ascend, not descend. And it's going to start through the draft. They have 11 picks in this draft, four inside the top 101. I think they're going to get young talent on this roster, and Dayball is going to coach them up, and they're going to be a competitive team. So the way I'm just kind of circling back to Joe Shane, who was a general manager of the Buffalo Bills, or was assistant general manager of the Buffalo Bills, when they kind of rebuilt with the Josh Allen era. So they they signed Cole Beasley and John Brown, right? That free agency, right? Those are the two guys. And then they traded for Stefan Diggs. So that's what Joe, that's where Joe Shane came from. So I'm assuming they're going to be pretty active and trying to plug some holes in a wide receiver and free agency and take a swing on a guy. And can that swing hit? That, that's going to be key. I'm looking at their cap situation. There's not a lot of kind of wiggle room for them to create space this year. They paid Leonard Williams. His contract is kind of set in tone. They paid a Dory Jackson. His contract is set, kind of set in stone. They're going to probably want to extend Dexter Lawrence to get that cap down because he's a really good player um, ascending. So they could, like, I would sign him to a contract extension ASAP. Um, Andrew Thomas is going to get paid at some point. Like, I just, their high end talent on the roster to me just doesn't scream like Super Bowl. They're going to, or Super Bowl, sorry. They're going to need, like, the A.J. Brown trade, the, the, the Garner Johnson pickup. They're going to need like those kind of like lucky, not lucky, but stuff's going to have to fall in their lap. Yeah, they need. Joe Shane needs to do a very good job this offseason. They need an established wide receiver. I'm assuming that is priority number one. Let's have let's pick up this conversation again when they make that move because they have to. So 
I don't really have much else to say on the Giants. Um, like they don't really have a ton of free agents hit in the open market. Julian loves a free agent on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they need to get better on defense. Like they were 29th in defensive DVOA last year. That's got to. That's got to. That's mm. got something's got to give there. Oh. Their linebacker core was like they were like Gerard Davis was starting games some in linebacker last year in the playoffs. Yeah. He was off a roster in week 15. Jalen Smith actually played all right oh, for them. <laughs> Their linebacker core is atrocious. They're going to be I, They had the worst linebacker core in the NFL last year. What's his name? Morning Wegg's system is so outdated, man. Not Morning Wegg. Morning Wegg's the whole Eagles offensive coordinator. Not Morning Wegg. <laughs> um, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Why is it not hitting my head right now? Yeah, oh. I can see his face. <laughs> This is going to drive me nuts. Who the fuck? He blitzes every single... Wig Martindale. Wig Martindale, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, that my brain is in shambles. His system is so over, outdated, man. He just blitzes nonstop. Good. He, that's what he does, man. I don't know. I, I, I guess the one thing I would say I have negative to say about the Giants is I don't... I don't see this defense being in the top half of the league as long as he's their defensive coordinator. Okay, Washington Commanders. Let's finish it off. I don't even know where to begin. Um, so Carson Wentz was cut. <laughs> so they they need a new quarterback. They also you're need not new... rolling with Sam Howell. I don't know. Are you like no? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with this team. Okay, let's start with ownership. They need a new owner. Like yeah. that, that's the most important thing. So that's why they're such a hard team to talk about with this kind of exercises because right. we have no idea who's going to be writing the paychecks for this team. Like, to me, we had a big Lamar talk yesterday about the NFC South teams not going after Lamar. This is the team that to me makes oh they no they, sense why they aren't doing but it. But they don't have an owner. Like who's cashing that check? True. Right? Like, what, so what happens in the NFL if you give Lamar Jackson a $250 million guaranteed contract? That need that money needs to put to an escrow account. So they need $250 million in cash, in liquidity, right away. Right. So without an owner, like who's paying, who's putting that yeah. money into a bank account? That's why like the, the high guaranteed dollar money like situations are so tough because the owners need that cash on hand. So it's the stupidest rule in the NFL that the owners have to do this. It drives me nuts. All right. So like Dan Snyder, like is he going to write a $250 million check and fuck off? I don't think that's happening, right? He'd get six billion in a check coming. <laughs> yeah, but back. why would you sign Lamar Jackson for another owner? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, I they, don't know. the ownership shit needs to figure itself out, in my opinion. If they're if they're going to take a big swing at quarterback, I a hundred percent agree with you. If they had a stable ownership, this this team screams Lamar Jackson. It's just they don't have an owner right now, and like, who knows when that situation is going to get settled? It sounds like Dan Snyder is going to be out. Um, going to be out. Hallelujah. Shout out Harry Deeg. My dad who's a diehard Commanders fan has been waiting for this day for 20 plus years. Don't, that guy has nine, uh, like a hundred lives. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever say I, I, he's for sure out. I am like fairly confident. I won't bet my right ankle and eat a sock <laughs> on it, but I, oh. I am pretty confident that he is, he's going to, uh, he's going to end up selling. There's the NFL owners are turning on him. Like they can vote him out. It's going to happen. So once they get stable ownership, I think this team, like, they got some young talent on the roster, and Terry McLaurin, good player. We don't know um, exactly what Chase Young is going to be. They did franchise Durong Payne. Um, Charles Lennon Jr. has actually t- turned into a player for them, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, uh, he was always good for the yeah. Bears. He was a st- he's steady. 
Uh, Jermaine Davis, we'll see what he's got at linebacker. But like this team needs an infusion of talent. They've got some young talent, but they need more on the roster. Do you have their draft picks in front of you? They have all seven, including an additional six-round comp pick. So eight picks. Pick 16. It's no that's man's so man. hard. To, you can't really attack the quarterback I think position. they were 16 pick last year as well. They took uh, – who's the wide receiver um, in the first round? Uh Dotson? Yeah, Johan Dotson at 16. Like they're they're always seven and ten. Like that's what they yeah, screamed to me. They're eight and eight and one last year. So they actually <laughs> went five hundred, which is hard to do in this era. Sam Howell balled out against the Cowboys in that week eighteen, right? Right. So I guess that's also part of the thing. Like you don't know what Sam Howell is. He's they talk he's not him. nothing. They're talking him up like crazy this offseason. Like during that soup uh on uh Super Bowl row or what I can't remember what they call it, where all the media are by the Super Bowl. Um, Ron Rivera was like, Sam Howell's the guy. Like, they just they can't stop talking about him. Yeah. If he was the guy, why didn't he start? You had him in the building yeah. all year. Like, didn't you see him at practice? Couldn't you see what he was doing? Like, right. it, it, like the whole Sam Howell it's thing not, doesn't make any yeah, sense to their me. Their quarterback play would yeah, exactly. did not leave anything If to he desired. was that good, why wasn't he starting week 10 or something, right? Like, right. you see him every day. He's in your building. It's not like yeah. he's a new face. I can't believe they brought in Carson Wentz. <laughs> Is anybody bringing Carson Wentz in? And we had we already had this conversation. It's yeah. free agencies around the corner. Apparently, we've now broken down every team. I don't see a fit anywhere. Same. Yeah, like I there's don't not see a where... single team that I would take him as like the. So Ian Rappaport had a tweet out during the combine where he said he spotted Wentz and his agents out for dinner in Indianapolis. So apparently, like the agent said that he's willing to take a backup job and he's willing to do whatever. But who's gonna do that? Why I don't. See why you'd bring him in as a backup. Yeah. It seems like that's almost more. He seems like risky. A, he seems like a June or July signing, like if a team if the quarterback gets hurt or something like that. Um, right. But yeah, who do, I I feel like this is a team that needs a quarterback. I wouldn't trust Sam Howell, so I would try to go find one. But the 16th pick, it's you're in no man's land in the draft, oh. right? Like, to go, you're gonna have to go from like 16 to 10, and then go from 10 to like four. Oh yeah, you're probably I, gonna have to trade twice if you want to trade up to get there. It's it's a tough go it's a tough ask yeah and they don't really have the roster where i would say giving up future assets is a wise wise decision they're such a poorly run franchise man they like, are so poorly the, run yeah this is a it's a bad team and this is probably gonna be a bad team next year yeah i was surprised that they went eight and eight to be honest at the beginning of the year i was i i predicted that they were going to turn on rivera and it was going to become a gong show they did at least play hard for him down the stretch, but I, uh, Rivera seems like he's got he's one more good, year. Left. I would. Is he a good coach? Uh, I would push I against back. I would push back against that. He had like three winning seasons in nine years in Carolina. He had yeah. that one Super Bowl run. This and a bunch of mud. Yeah. In, this seems like this is this this seems like a desperate um, front office and head co- and coaching staff right now. They're all going on their fourth year. They need to start piling up wins. New ownership's coming in too. They're gonna want their own guys. Like, do you think new ownership's gonna come in and be okay with a seven and ten Ron Rivera led no, team? They're gonna want to buy a franchise to not have your own guy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So this this seems like a desperate, desperate team. And what do desperate teams do? They make wild decisions. So Lamar Jackson, like you said, could be one trading up a stupid amount of assets to go get a, a Will Levis or Anthony Richardson or something like that is probably in the cards. But Again, 16, the, the top five is a big jump. Like how, yeah. much, how much is that going to cost? They don't really have a ton of free agents that are kind of, um, I guess, noteworthy. 
Taylor Heineke's a free agent, so the Heineke run in yeah, Washington. They, or they they true did they true uh, tag Darren? They, they, they did tag Darren Payne. Oh, yeah, wow. so he's back. Um, they don't like they don't have a ton. Like Carson Wentz was basically their biggest guy that's hitting free agency. Like Bobby McCain's a free agent. Wes Schweitzer is a free agent who played some guard for them. Trey Turner had some reps at guard, so they're going to need some new offensive line help. But yeah, like I, I have no idea what direction this team's going because they don't have a, they don't who knows who's writing the checks. Yeah. That's got to be figured out yeah. first. You have anything else? I would, just for Harry's sake, I hope so badly he's out of there, I man. I can't wait. Just every every Commanders fan, yeah. for that matter, like I would be, a, I would be an absolute celebration, hallelujah, I, in I, the streets. Let's party! I can't wait to make the phone call when they sell. I can't wait to make the phone call to my dad saying it's it's done. Yeah, and like <laughs> I could feel like the breath come out of his lungs and like the. Like Those he's gonna have a little pep air. to his step the next day. Yeah, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? I can't. I want to see my dad that happy. No, it's time. And this is arguably. I was thinking. I had, I saw this on like a TikTok the other day. Like, what fan base would you rather been a fan of the last like 20, 25 years? Like the Commanders, Lions, or Browns? Like you could. They're in the same bucket. Like there have been such a mess. They've made the playoffs once, I think, in the last like fifteen years, or maybe even like. Yeah, they made the playoffs with Taylor Heineke a few years ago. They haven't won a playoff game since like 2002. Like this is a bad, bad run team and they deserve better the fans and new stadiums coming probably as well with new ownership. Like there's there's stuff to look forward to. But I don't know if 2023 is the year to look forward to because this this roster is not good. And I don't think the coaching staff and general manager is very good. So right on. All right. That's NFC East for you, baby. One more division coming your way. The NFC West will be coming. We did record it. But we're going to re-record it. Audio wasn't so good, so we we pulled it. And we'll, we'll, we'll regroup, baby. We'll get back to you with a better NFC West episode over the next couple of days. Thank you so much for everyone that have listened to this episode. It's been awesome. We've been learning a lot. We hope you've been learning a lot as well. Make sure to like, subscribe, anything you can do to help the podcast. Check out our sponsor, BetterHelp. And we will talk to you later.